0: You're listening to Several Ways to Live, a podcast formerly with Nick Farr. Uh, Today it's not Nick, it's Nico. Hello, Nico. (laughs) Hi, Florian. (laughs) How are you? (laughs) I'm very good. Um, This is going to be a quick one, um, I think. Um, Whoever listens to this may remember that we talked three months ago about about, uh, Mexico, because you do live in Mexico still. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the situation in uh, Mexico City, especially in La Condesa. And uh, three months ago, everything was very quiet. And we didn't understand why nothing happened. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, you talked about how you um, uh, d- did your work, uh, how you taught your students from home, and how you had to go back to teaching full, uh, the full schedule again etc and uh, now because uh, you're not not going to be in mexico city for much longer i wanted to um, uh, you know take the chance and uh, talk to you just for a little while and ask about how it's now Mm -hmm. yeah cool so how have you been
1: yeah (laughs) very good and it's nice that we can that we can talk again because it feels like a like a proper closure we came to Mexico yes. together six years ago. That is true. And so it's nice to be talking to you now that now that my wife and I are, are preparing to to leave Mexico and go to
0: Germany. Yeah. Yeah. Wh- when will you so, come here? Uh, just quickly.
1: I I will fly in the first week of August, and my wife Angelica is like a month or a month and a half later. Yeah. So yeah, I'll be flying. I I will start teaching in Bremen at the end of August so I need some time to just get get settled and look for an apartment and all all these things that you do when you when you move to a different place.
0: <laughs> so you don't have an apartment yet. Excuse me? You don't have an apartment yet?
1: We don't have an apartment yet. Um and I I'm, I'm thinking because I still don't know if I will be able to to, to avoid the quarantine, I don't know if it makes sense to start making appointments and, yes, and yes. deciding on apartments now before I well get to Germany and see how how the situation is there. And I will be staying at my brother's apartment in, in Munster for the first days, and I can easily make some appointments while uh, once I'm there. And I think that will be a better strategy than they started looking for places now. So yeah, yeah, that's I think. In, yeah, in German cities, the the I think the situation is that once you see something, you have to be really quick, otherwise the, the apartments are gone. So it
0: makes no no
1: real sense, I think, to to be looking right now.
0: Yeah, that is true. Um, I remember. So when I went back to Germany two years ago, I came here at the end of. April, and uh, I started work, so I d- didn't really have time to look around for apartments, and I didn't want to, but Catherine did that for me. So, mm-hmm. Catherine made the appointments and then sent me there, uh, but yet, um, people are very confused when you s- tell them, well, I'm in Mexico now, but I want to look at the apartment, so yeah, it does make sense.
1: Exactly, so that I think that's going to be the strategy. And well, the first first days in a in a new apartment aren't comfortable at all when you don't have furniture when you don't have your stuff to to yeah to feel like you're at home actually but we know the situation so yeah. we will we will survive it.
0: It's not the first time that you moved cities and countries
1: exactly uh huh so it's going to be yeah a similar situation once again.
0: So so um, let's start with. So, you're going to start teaching at the school in Bremen. How did uh, schoolwork go in the last three months? Uh, So, last time we talked, you said you had to go back to teaching the full schedule, uh, not knowing how you would do that. But did you go back to the school itself or was it all online now?
1: Well, it was all work from home. And we returned to teaching the full schedule, but actually in a in a system that I think worked very very well. The idea was having in theory all all classes, but reducing the time of the of the academic hour, so not having the kids listen to you or trying to work or or pretending that it's a a normal normal uh, lesson, but making shorter lessons 25 minutes 30 minutes at most Mm -hmm. but in a in a fixed schedule Mm -hmm. i think that worked well so i managed to to cover the topics i also to say that math and physics are probably subjects that are quite easy to to teach in a remote way yeah Um, i can imagine it to be much more complicated for my colleagues who teach languages or or philosophy, or ethics, yeah, because in, in, in other subjects you need you need that freedom to to have a discussion, and in math you can you can have a pretty good or well just just decent uh, lesson that looks a bit more like a lecture, like a short lecture. So it's some input with some theory and some examples, and then you let your, you let the students work on a yeah do a homework and and show you the or sent you the results. So it wasn't too problematic. And well, yeah, that's how we how we proceeded until the end of the school year. So we we were able to do the lessons until the end of the school year in a in a remote way. That as I said that worked well. Okay, that's all- There were some yeah, there were some limitations so a part of the of the German Abitur wasn't didn't actually take place, so the oral exams didn't take place simply because yeah, it was not possible to return to school to have to have the examinations. Yeah, so yeah, so that was that made this, this academic year uh, some sort of a, of an exception. Yeah, so the students who got their abitua this year got their abitua based on the on the written exams. Mm-hmm.
0: right we're back okay so school sounds good um i think when you go to uh, um bremen you will get to teach in class again cuz that's apparently what's what's happening here everybody goes back to class and uh uh for catherine's school the only uh, change is that probably there will be no classes uh, in the afternoon um for some reason that I already forgot.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I think as well. That's what I've heard from the from the principal in the school in Bremen that we should start the school year with regular classes.
0: Yeah, yeah. and then we'll see what happens in autumn.
1: Exactly. Yeah. That's very different in Mexico. So for now, the situation in Mexico is that the that the uh, Ministry of Education has said. That there won't be uh, regular classes in August, mm. and they are waiting to see if it's possible to return to, well, to 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 lessons to to, to school actually, in September. But still, with no,
0: well, still with, with without certainty. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. So, then let's get to that. Um, 3 months ago you said that okay there were like recommendations for social distancing whether uh, already recommendations for wearing masks I don't know there were but, but there were some recommendations but nothing was enforced and the the government basically said well there's not a really pro- real problem here because we we have it under control um and uh, in La Condesa, everything was fine because in La, La Condesa, everybody has probably a slightly bigger apartments, and they can, they do work uh, either at home or in in uh, larger offices. Um, what has what what has happened in the last three months? Because now it's different it's from what different, I hear from in the news.
1: Yeah, well, many things still seem to be just a recommendation. So. There was a lockdown, meaning that that many stores had to close, uh, offices had to close, and, and let their 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 workers work from home. Um, but these kind of measures, like wearing a mask or not, or doing something different than social distancing, these things st- are still a uh, just a recommendation. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't imagine, you would or, or you would think that. There aren't any other pressing topics in Mexico, but the president still uses long times in his in his daily speeches. He has daily speeches every every morning and he spends a long time every day talking about, yeah, why this is safe? How Mexico has managed to to control the pandemics on Friday. His speech was about why he doesn't need to use a mask because his his minister of health told him that well he he always keeps keeps distance to, to other people when he when he talks so a mask is not is not necessary for him mm-hmm. so you would think that there are n- any other pressing topics if this is if, if the president takes time to 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 say something like that so many things are still are still just uh, recommendations uh, people i i have the impression that people try to uh, to use the, the mask as often as they can so you always see people wearing masks on the streets you see that people try to avoid avoid places but the the situation remains the the, the same way that i had told you 3 months ago many people can't avoid yeah. being close to to other people so lots of the lots of the economy lots of the uh, ma- many of the of the occupations in mexico depend precisely on being on the street, yeah, selling tacos on the street, or, or, yeah, well, so these are these are occupations that do not simply do not allow allow for people to, to stay at home, and and avoid the contact
0: with with uh, other people. Okay, so I was wrong. Nothing has changed, but um, <laughs> something must have changed because last time we talked, we. Uh, looked at the numbers the numbers of of officially uh tested uh, positively tested people and it was very very low and we were wondering Mm -hmm. why is that now the numbers are really high and uh, and actually so here in the news mexico is often mentioned because of of the high numbers uh, and it's mentioned that it's you know the country with a fourth highest number of new infections per day. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true for exactly today. Uh, and right now it's the end of July. Um, but so this aspect has changed. Uh, and I, I remember you probably too, when when the, all this started, we, we saw uh, really bad images from, especially from Italy uh, where... Hospitals were overwhelmed and could not handle all the patients. And three months ago, we speculated about what would happen if that happens in Mexico. So, Mm -hmm. what do you see? What do you get uh, uh, in the news? Because we hear nothing about that here.
1: Uh, That's a a complicated thing, yes, you say. What has clearly changed is that the numbers have gone up, the numbers of new infections, the numbers of... uh, of, of dead people and, um, yeah, so, but I, 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 am not, I'm not sure if anything else has changed. So any, any kind of reaction to that or any kind of, uh, of, uh, attention from, from the side of the government to that. So I would, I would probably have to, to separate there the... Situation as it's, as it's perceived from the central government, from the federal government, and the way it is perceived from the from the local government, mm-hmm. and this is just my impression. The the mayor of, of Mexico City, she tries to, well, she tries to to keep much more the situation under control. Whenever whenever there are reports that the, that the numbers go go up and they they keep going up the whole time, she says, okay, don't. Um, don't go out without without masks and uh, avoid crowded places. And she introduced recently a, a new system to to control how people enter the city center. You know well, the, the downtown, downtown Mexico City, the city center is usually very, very crowded. Yeah,
0: that's basically and, inside. It doesn't matter that you're outside. It's like being yeah, inside because exactly. there are so you're... many people there.
1: You don't have more than 10 centimeters oh. until, yeah, until the next person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, she's trying to control that with some systems, which I, I'm not very aware of, but I think, uh, depending on your ID or depending on, I, I don't know exactly what, what kind of system she has, she has tried, but she's trying to control a bit those, those crowded places. Um, the very, Optimistic discourse or the positive discourse, always stressing that Mexico has controlled the pandemics and uh, that uh, the number of new infections are, are going down, despite it being uh, clearly false. Mm-hmm. That seems to come, for me at least, only from the from the central government, from the federal government. Yeah. So, to, returning to your question about what what has changed in these three months, maybe maybe not too much if the federal government still insists in uh, in presenting the situation as, as a situation that that is mainly under control yeah you you also asked how much how much you perceive from that or if if we get to see some of these very um, well very uh, stressful situations that that we saw a month a few months ago from from Italy or from Spain yeah and no i don't i don't get to see that it might have something to do with as we already said being in la condesa in one of the neighborhoods where people have lots of space where the where there are mainly private uh, hospitals yeah and so the situation doesn't feel that uh, that tense here in condesa so i <laughs> i feel badly informed i have to say the news. Well, I, I read the newspapers. I, I don't watch news. We we don't have we don't have TV, but uh, I read the newspapers. And what you see is that uh, is is really that that the numbers keep going up. But you don't get to see or, or let's say let's say the other way. I see much less of this situation here than what i saw from the italian or the spanish situation three months ago despite having similar numbers to those that italy had uh, i don't know in march
0: yeah i mean the, the italy no italy is not much smaller than it's it's smaller than than mexico it's less people but it's not like it's a third um and the numbers yeah as you said it's the same as probably it was in italy in in march yeah uh, how is uh, is is uh, mexico city especially affected uh, or is it more in the rural areas
1: no mexico city is the is the hotspot and and from what i understand the the neighborhoods that are that are the clear hotspots are precisely the neighborhoods that are not in central mexico city so not polanco not condesa but Iztapalapa. yeah so uh, precisely the neighborhoods where people depend on yeah on being outside on on selling something on the street on yeah that people who cannot avoid uh, taking the subway to go to work in in central mexico city so those those are the, the hotspots. So Mexico City is clearly one of the of the hotspots, one of the places in Mexico with the with the highest numbers of, of infected people and, and of of, oh yeah, of casualties of deaths. Yeah. But as yeah, I, I think I, I may be returning once again to the same point. It seems to be a different a different reality depending on where in Mexico City you are, the city is so so big and diverse that you you perceive the reality in completely different ways depending on where you are.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh huh. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, it's super what, interesting.
1: May, may I ask? Yeah. May I ask you something? <laughs> sure. What is what is your because what is your impression? Because uh, I have I have the impression that Germany got. Much of the situation under control, but now that people are, are going on vacation, fears have returned about uh, well the numbers that will inevitably grow as a, as a result of people of people uh, being outside and, and and being on vacation and
0: yeah, um, from what I gather, from what I see, when, from what I read, um, the situation is right now is under control in the sense that the the uh, tracing of all the contacts of newly infected people is, is done well right now or at least it's, it's, it's being attempted to be done uh, so there the current infection rate is there's less than thousand people being uh, uh, d- less than thousand new infections per day and that is maybe a little bit too high to, to track everyone but um, uh, the health services can try to track all these people and then uh, put everyone they had contact with in quarant- uh, qu- quarantine, which is a very effective way to manage this. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the, the one part. The other one uh, part is, yes, people go on holidays now and uh, they go to, to uh, Spain or Turkey or... Uh, Whatever place, like I, I don't think anybody's going to the U.S. right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, there, there, there have already been uh, reports that people uh, were infected uh, while on holidays. But here as well, uh, um, they're gonna. From what I understand, they're gonna start testing everyone uh, who wants uh, 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 right when they come back uh, through the airport. For example, they even uh, thinking about. Um, testing everyone, regardless whether they want or not. Uh, This is current news, this is not uh, not happening yet. So, I think a lot uh, is being done. But on the other hand, uh, people are uh, bored or are uh, annoyed of wearing masks, and that's getting sloppy. And especially when we go back inside in the autumn, when everybody goes back to school, and there's not going to be more space or smaller groups in the schools uh, because we don't have the space and we don't have the teachers for that. That is the only reason. Um, and um, yeah, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I I don't know because uh, the situation right now is much better than I anticipated a few months ago. Mm-hmm. So uh, we can be hopeful that, yeah, with... Uh, so-called contact tracing, so with the tracking of all the infections, um, this may be managed well or maybe uh, the second wave comes and uh, we're going to be hit hard too. But uh, there's no better place to be for you in Angelica than in Germany, uh, mm-hmm. considering the, uh, the corona situation.
1: Yeah, that's what I think too. So I, from what I understand, this is a strategy that has worked. Testing, testing a lot, and whenever the the governments uh, notice that ha- there there has been a spike in mm-hmm. infection numbers, then they they do like local local closings, local quarantines.
0: Yeah, and I think the the mask thing uh, that was very effective the mask and mm-hmm. distancing thing um, that brought the numbers down and now the the testing more people tracking more people is being implemented uh, this was not mm-hmm. implemented two months ago so uh, but it's the right thing to do now and uh, probably the most cost-effective way um, yeah so that's good that's but that's good exactly. we still don't know what's gonna happen <laughs> Mhm. Right. I
1: think exactly. I think no one no one knows. Yeah. And yeah. I I also think yeah, it's it's going to be good to be to be in Germany. Yeah.
0: And yeah, yeah, as always. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um so yet yeah, it's, it's super interesting that well that you observed this too that yeah the situation in condesa feels totally different that probably in itzapalapa or other places mexico city um, nick my co-host he has already talked to one of his friends who lives in mexico city i, I don't know if he's the one from itzapalapa or uh, some other place but uh, i'm looking forward to getting those recordings and uh, listening uh-huh. to that um we should do more of that um but,
1: yeah, exactly. I think it. I think it's a matter of different perceptions, different realities. Yeah, of course, because um, uh, well, it's it's just so diverse.
0: Yeah, to be t- totally uh, honest, uh, Catherine and I are doing really, really well. We have. <laughs> we both have uh secure jobs that we can well Catherine can't be fired anyways and i have a job that i can do in my opinion i i, I do it better at home hmm. uh, and also uh, my company is not going to get uh, go broke not this year um and so we actually this is the, we have all the restaurants around us uh, have opened up again, so we can get mm-hmm. our food. Uh, and uh, I don't, we don't go to clubs and uh, bars, anyways. Maybe mm-hmm. sometimes a bar, but now everything is open outside, so we can drink beer outside. So that's good. So uh, it's it's a really good, really good situation for us. Mm-hmm. But that is yeah. just our uh, point of view for ourselves. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. We have been very lucky, I must say, as well. We both have our jobs. Well, I, I just finished working <laughs> here, but yeah, I, I had my job until until a month ago, and um, yeah, I also think that Angelica, with the type uh, type of work that she does, she was able to to work almost almost normally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. she had her meetings, she had her clients, and. So her work is not in any way, in any way uh, obstructed by, by, by the pandemic, which is which is uh, big luck because we also hear from from friends who are independent workers or yeah or work at smaller companies. Uh, uh, just they have, su- they have suffered a lot.
0: Are there mm-hmm. any weddings this year?
1: Exactly. So that's Swazikis one of the that's one of the of, of the of businesses uh, that are. Yeah.
0: Yeah, She's a wedding planner. Uh, I worked for her uh, f- uh, took mm-hmm. care of her website for a few years and but if there are no weddings then there's no wedding planning.
1: Exactly. exactly. All, all those businesses that depend on on events and we have some cases in Angelica's family as well. One of the uh, one of the in-laws is, is a musician. Well, there are no concerts at the moment and And yeah, and some other relatives do also work in the in the wedding planning business well renting renting tents and organizing organizing the spaces well, all of that is completely on hold, yeah, so also there you can you you could assure it's completely different perceptions depending on on what your occupation is yeah
0: hmm okay, let's wrap this up, but I want to ask you um so you're gonna... Yeah, you, you already mentioned we met uh, first time about six years ago because yeah, exactly. you and Angelica, mm-hmm. you came from Toronto um, to Mexico City. Catherine and I came from Germany and then we met mm-hmm. because we were colleagues then. Then about half a year later, I, I got to meet uh, Angelica and work work, work with her, her too, mm-hmm. uh, which turned out to be really, really great <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. in a number of ways. Um and you have lived. So we, we talked about this in the in the German podcast, which is still not published. Uh, but you you have lived in in Colombia, in, uh, you, you're from Bogota. You have lived in Germany in Regensburg, mm-hmm. and you have lived in Toronto, and now you've lived in Mexico City, and now you're gonna go to Bremen. Mm-hmm. How does it uh-huh. How does it feel this time? What are you, what what do you are you excited like <sighs> always? Or I mean, this is I, a I, big I, step. I,
1: Again. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited and, and I have to say, I don't know if it's only a, um, a German expression or if it exists in English as well, but you, I'm, I'm going with a, with a laughing eye and a, and a crying eye. Yeah, I will miss Mexico a lot. I will miss Mexico City, which is such an exciting city. I will miss Mexicans. I will miss Angelica's family in Mexico. I will miss my students and my colleagues. From work so that's that's going to be to be very hard on the other side i'm excited about going to germany this is something that that angelica and i had planned as a possibility at least for a while now
0: yeah yeah i remember as
1: you know my talking about my brother yeah and my brothers live there so germany feels always for me like home so to say but it's completely a situation where where i'm already feeling how much i will i will miss many things and so many people from mexico city and the other half of the stories that i look forward positively to also liking life in bremen and and getting used again to the to life in germany which i already know and which i enjoyed a lot when i when i experienced it as a as a student in regensburg so this is a completely split situation yeah Yeah, the excitement about going, and also the yeah, also a a part of of fear of starting again, as as I mentioned uh, a few minutes ago, in an empty apartment, etc., etc. But uh, yeah, also being very excited about the new the new start.
0: Have you been to Bremen? Uh, Probably once or twice, uh, but Mm. that's a long while ago. (laughs) Okay. Now the church starts, so we have to stop. I don't think... No, no it's, it's fine. Um, yeah, I don't know. No, we have to w- come visit you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's j- as simple uh-huh. as that.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And
0: we're going to do that. Um, okay. Church starts. Um, going to wrap this up. We said we- this would be a short one. Um, okay. Next time we're going to uh, speak in person and have a beer. A North German beer. Mm. And maybe some lime to it.
1: (laughs) Okay, great.
0: (laughs) Looking forward to
1: seeing you again. And we will see each other in Germany soon. Thank you. Bye. Okay, thanks. Bye.